following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh Moeller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. It is a Thursday at the Star in Frisco inside the SWBC podcast studio. And this is Mick Shots, Bill Jones, Savannah Humoler, Mickey Spagnola, and Everson Walls is still on A-wall. assignment. A Walls. A Walls. MIA, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, eagerly awaiting his return one of these days. But in the meantime, we have football players on a football field, and we are getting ready for the New England Patriots coming to town on Sunday afternoon, a 325 kickoff. As the Cowboys wrap up what is essentially the first quarter of the season. I know we went to a 17-game season. It's not exactly the first quarter of the season. But in my mind, Mickey, this uh, we conclude the preseason. I know Nate uh, feels the same. Nate in Frisco feels <laughs> the same way. We get done with the preseason regular season games, and we really start finding out about this football team. After four games. That's and, right. And, you know, and I was I – was, Thinking about it the other day, it, you know, they've only played three games, and it's been kind of blowout, safe, loss, and it seems like every every week everybody's jumping to conclusions, right? And I, I, I'm just try to warn people it's a little too early to come up with these everlasting conclusions for the rest of the season it's like they lose one game i heard it you know on talk radio and it's like well gosh if they lose to new england then they lose to san francisco they're sitting there at two and three and then you got the chargers after that on the road right and if you don't and win that you game the bye week, you may not even win the bye week then. is there is there, are they going to make a coaching change you know and it was like okay slow down let's let the thing play play out uh, that's well, why you don't get too uh, excited about power rankings and you know and and, and one game trends let, let's just let it play out as a as a Dion and the Colorado Buffaloes found out yes uh, last week oh, uh, yeah. you know you get uh, caught up in the uh, excitement and the you know and then all of a sudden the rug can be pulled out from under you how is it, Savannah, unless you look at the text line? Do you get a feel this week for the pulse of the Cowboys fan out there? I have a feeling we're going to get some rolling in today. Yeah. We have a couple in the lineup for us All right. but for the text. But just a general feel for fandom out there? Are they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People are excited. We're ready for Sunday. Everyone's curious on a, on a few things for okay. defense and offense for the Cowboys. So. One thing I want to get into a little bit today are special teams. They could play a big factor in this game. We know how big special teams are uh, through the uh, last couple of decades for the New England Patriots, how important they are to the Cowboys as well. But, Mickey, bring us up to speed on what we should know as this day begins out on the practice field. And we got to see the first uh, half hour of practice, although it's basically um, – 
individual drills, special teams drills, uh, so nothing of too much significance. But they are in pads and dressed as if they were going to practice in pads were Zach Martin, uh, Tyler Biotish, uh, Chuma Doga. No Tyron out there. So that was kind of surprising since he was the one that was closest to seemingly playing on Sunday, taking it all the way to uh, basically hour and a half before the game. And uh, Mike said he would continue to rehab today. I believe it's a, a knee. Is that right? Yes, a knee. Do we have an idea of, it, of when it started acting up on? I know it was it late in the week. I uh, think it was Saturday. And uh, so it was the Saturday. That easy practice. This is Saturday. where, um, of course, the Cowboys, uh, many teams practice on Friday. Right, and, and then take Saturday. Saturday is an off day, travel right. day if you're playing on it's the a, road. It's basically a walkthrough. And even for the Cowboys, even if they are traveling on Saturday, it is a workout day. Right. And, um, and so had the, had the Cowboys not had that type of schedule, it's something they may have found out on Friday, Friday earlier. <laughs> and bit better prepared, yeah, right? But uh, still, very late in the week. So uh, on Wednesday, uh, Zach Martin, Tyler Biotish, uh, did not practice, uh, and then C.D. Lamb and Demarcus Lawrence had a rest day uh, because of their the amount of snaps I guess they've had. But they're out there today. Also, uh, Chuma was listed yesterday as limited, but at least he's back out there. So, uh, yeah, the only one missing in action was Tyron Smith at this point. We'll see uh, where that one goes. I noticed that. Um, their new uh, center that they signed to the practice squad, Billy Price, is in pads and is practicing. So we'll see how much ramp on up him. he needs, don't you think? Do you have a jersey number on Billy is Price? It 64, Whoa. maybe? I'll find out. Okay. just I don't know if they – I don't think they did it in time to make the – the roster. the roster on the game release. Yeah. Um, but I was going to check to see if anybody was 64. And I, oh, Bostic is 64. So I was looking for a, a stray number out there. Oh, okay. That's right. From, from, uh, that's right. From the preseason. Yeah. Bostic. <laughs> was like, Practice squad. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. right. Um, so it's interesting because if, if, even if, um, Tyler Biotish is ready to go. They need a backup center, and they can't elevate uh, Brock Hoffman another time. He's already used up his allotted three, so somebody has to be the backup center, and I don't know if it would be Harlow uh, or not um, because he's got still three or two more elevations left. And they seem to like what Brock Hoffman did. Yes. Right? Sounded so, good. And the other option with Brock Hoffman, you could sign him to the 53. Right. To, if he's going to be your backup center, mm-hmm. assuming Biotish goes. But somebody would have to be Right. Released. You have to make a move yes, then. That's absolutely. Right. So, um, I mean, I guess if you're making moves for backups, you'll probably say, well... I can use somebody else if it's only in a backup role. If I indeed have confidence that uh, Biotish with the hamstring is is you know fully good to go, so we'll see where that one uh, hangs out. You mentioned special teams and uh, watching uh, the early kicking drills. For some reason, Brendan Aubrey was spraying 
balls today. We don't usually, want to hear that, Mickey. Usually there's no fade, there's no hook, it's straight down the middle. And on two consecutive kicks, he hit the right upright, and then he hit the left upright. No. And it's like, whoa, what are you doing? Uh, so anyway, I just happened to notice that because the kicks all before that were going through, but there was a little hook and fade to him, unless he was experimenting. Yeah, that's what he was doing, Mickey. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. He was, someone challenged Correct. him. Let's see, just for grins, if can you can you hook hit one in? Can, yeah, or can you hit the goalpost? Yeah, right. I want, to, I want you to hit the upright with this one. Let's just test your accuracy. Well, You know, that was one of the things, the game against the Jets. I mean, it was just a thing of beauty. Yes, seeing these kicks out high and true, every single one of them. And were. even if I mean, know, he was hitting the, his drive right down the middle every time. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, I don't know, because it's like if you were bowling, you would try to hit the one pin to the right in the back, <laughs> and then you try to hit the one pin to the left in the back, but. That's not what you want to do, kicking the foot. No, that's no. right. We're, yeah, we're not bowling. You want we're, perfect, we're kicking field goals. You want a perfect strike every <laughs> time right. where you don't leave that pin. I want you to there. hit the head pin, right? Yeah. yeah. So, But uh, speaking of special teams, yes. how about uh, uh, we were watching Cavante Turpin out there, and, man, just the – you thought talk about a thing of beauty that speed that he run. I mean, you could just glance out on the practice field and you see a guy running and you say, oh, that's Cavante yeah. right there. Well, you know what the other thing is, Bill? The ease he catches the ball with. Mm-hmm. Very it's like natural. there's no false steps. He gets underneath it. He, he, he judges it perfectly like he's playing center field uh, in baseball. Like he's done this before. Yeah, yeah. And so that was, that was the, the downer in the game uh, when they finally got a, a kick that they could return and then – it get a big return, and he gets called. They, they get called for holding at the line of scrimmage, uh, because you know generally what's happened is they. I, I don't think they've returned a kickoff yet. They've all been touchbacks, and rarely a punt that you're not calling a fair catch. That this one was in a situation where your guys that were the hold-up guys on the gunners did their job, and he had an opportunity to return it, and you saw what happens when he can return a punt. Uh, as uh, one of the coaches was saying that, boy, when they saw that punt, it was like, oh, we're on our tippy toes because here we go. We're going to be able to return this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... He does what he did, and then unfortunately he gets called back for holding. By the way, uh, Cavante Turpin, it seems like, has um, caught the attention of the opposing head coach. Notice that. You listened to uh, Bill Belichick's press conference to start this week, and, and he went on and on talking about every aspect of the Cowboys team. And when he got around to special teams in Cavante Turpin, I don't think he mentioned Cavante by name, but he said they've got the best return guy in the league. Probably so, that wow. re- that return yeah. guy, right? Yeah. And uh, – <laughs> But you talk about uh, special teams, and um, yeah, he's only had three, three punt returns, mm-hmm. um, kickoff returns. I, somebody must have squibbed one to Lipke, because that's the only return they've had. You know, and the um, the other thing is, it's been a product of um, the blowout wins the first two weeks too, where. Right. Uh, you fair catch punts when you're up by 20, 30 points in a right, game. Right, right. You know, there's no reason to uh, risk anything. Just go out there and catch the ball. 
Um, and so it, it's just a small sample size all the way around. Um, New England has uh, the – you talk about um, special teams players, and they've got the premier special teams player in the entire league and maybe in the history of the game as far as guys who cover kicks, and that's Matthew Slater, 10-time Pro Bowler. Matthew Slater is now 38 years old. and um, He's that old. 38 years old, fifth-round draft pick back in 2008. So we're talking 16th season in the National Football League. How about that? And I think Mike was asked a question about do you know teams actually draft guys for special teams? Well, Belichick did in 2008 in the and, fifth and round. Supposedly he did it again this year too for a couple guys. And you mentioned Matthew Slater. So uh, the Cowboys had lost those six straight games to New England. And the sixth one they lost, 13-9, the only touchdown in that rain-cold day rainstorm was Slater blocking a punt that they recovered at the Cowboys' 12-yard line, and they went in to score the only touchdown, and it was a 13-9 game. He was the difference in the ball game. You know, one thing I was thinking about with Slater, you think Hall of Fame for a special teams player? I mean, if ever there was going to be I a, don't know. a it's core happened. special right. teams guy, you know, there, of course there have been kickers, uh, maybe a return guy. But for a guy who's not a return guy, who's not a kicker, he might be the you know, 10-time Pro Bowler. If there's ever going to be one, I tell you what, if, if uh, Rick Goslin is still involved in the, right. in, in the Hall of Fame selection, he'll be uh, top of the list on him. I don't know how, how quickly a guy like that would get in. But how about that? What, imagine that. If he were to get in the Hall of Fame, then you got a father-son duo in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Jackie Slater, Jackie Slater. his dad, wow. uh, who was an offensive tackle in this league, is a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Well, so. you, you remember, um, I think the first time they had a special teamer as a Pro Bowl was Bill Bates. Mm -hmm. and then they, Which was 30 they, years ago, basically. They made a, a spot for it. Um, yeah, it was like 80, well, 83 was his rookie year, so it was around 84, 85, something like that. Uh, that he and, and now they do pick a special teams guy. So. so in taping the Mike McCarthy show this morning, we were talking about Matthew Slater and then uh, segued over to the Cowboys version of Matthew Slater, who is C.J. Goodwin. And uh, Coach McCarthy cannot say enough good and things. And he had a good game, too, About C.J. Goodwin, yeah. As a matter of fact, it was C.J. Goodwin's work on the outside that allowed Turpin to get that kick, uh, that punt return. Uh, the way they did so um yeah um and by the way and he made he, a tackle on the on the one kickoff that it wasn't a touchback uh he made the tackle if i remember and correctly. by the way the first big play of the season against the giants uh that was part of the work even though he doesn't get credit for it because one yay thomas got the blocked field goal right it was cj goodwin who uh whispered kinda, in his ear and set said, it up yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And said, uh, hey, I go this way, you go that way, you're going to get this. Bates was 84. 84. Yeah. So 39 years ago. Yeah. It's the first time that they had a special teamer in the Pro Bowl. A non-kicking special teamer. Right, yeah. right. Because yeah. I guess they used to have to have a deep snapper. I wonder how they judged the deep snapper. <laughs> Those guys, it seems like they. It the, seems like they pass it around. Good. It's like they have their own fraternity. Right. right. So yeah. okay. Right. Yeah. You you get a Pro Bowl and you get a Pro Bowl. <laughs> right. You get a Pro Bowl. Just go around. Uh -huh. Sort sort of like they did 
the previous week with the special teams, NFC special teams player of the week. They didn't give it to uh, Aubrey for kicking, you know, five field goals. They gave it to a punter at four punts. You know, uh, I just I just remember this. There used to be, uh, you know, prior to the Pro Bowl was played in Hawaii for years, but prior to that it was played in different stadiums here in the uh, mainland. And one year it was at Texas Stadium in 1973. I went to the game. Really? Three or 74. I remember going to the game. But I remember Walt Garrison telling the story. He was like on the Pro Bowl taxi squad. <laughs> like, just in case. <laughs> in case somebody came up lame, they, because he was in town, uh, he was like, okay. And he might have got added to the team. I'll have to look it up. In 73, when the Pro Bowl was played here, I think uh, he was either at the game or at least hanging out at practice that week just in case somebody got hurt and he needed to be added He's to the like, team. He's like, I'm here if you need me. Uh, well, what, they, they me. came to him and said, hey, <laughs> we need somebody. In case, we got to have a, enough running backs for this game. And uh, that was kind of funny. Yeah, he didn't make it in 73. Okay. All right. Did he make it any year? I thought he made it one year. He had a bunch of rushing yards. Yeah, but um, just... But, I, yeah, I don't think – I don't see that he made it. All right. We uh, have much to get to as the Cowboys get set to take on the Patriots. And we're back with your text and our phone lines open at 888-855-2297 when we come back in a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. Sports Savvy on Twitter or on X. That's yes. right. <laughs> With an extra Y in there, isn't there? You know, the underscore was taken on okay. X yeah. or Twitter. So, yeah. yes, it's a, it's a second Y. So, there you go. If you have any difficulties finding Savannah on X. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mickey hasn't looked for you on no, X. No, I already, I already. <laughs> he followed already, me the other day. I already followed her. You didn't notice the extra Y. No, I did more savvy. Yeah. I, yeah. By the way, yes. uh, Micah Parsons, NFC Defensive Player of the Month. Mm-hmm. Not the week, the month. And it was a great line by Mike McCarthy during the press conference, too. He was also the Defensive Player of the Month in training camp, too. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. was good. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, good. That's right. Matter of fact, I wrote that down. I forgot he said that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was good. And Man. by the way, the Defensive Rookie of the Month is coming to AT&T Stadium as well. The AFC guy? The it was described as the NFL yeah. oh, okay. Defensive Only Rookie one. of the Month. NFL Defensive Rookie of the Month. And it was Christian, Christian Gonzalez from the from Colony. The Colony, mm-hmm. right down the road. I think he actually he started, uh, he was at Carrollton Creekview, mm-hmm. who's not known for, their for its football, football prowess, yes. and wound up at the Colony and uh, a very they, athletic family, too. They, they developed that quarterback. That's right. Blau? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. He's from Creekview. He was the guy, Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. I told you that story. Uh, uh, Purdue was getting ready to play Missouri, and I went up to Anthony Brown, who mm-hmm. went to Purdue. Yes. And I said, uh, so what, what What do you got? You got a, got a quarterback? And he goes, yeah, I don't know about this team, and I'm not sure about the quarterback. Well, the quarterback threw for 500 yards against the Cowboys. <laughs> and on Monday I went back and I said, you better be a good player because you're a bad scout. <laughs> um, and um, by the way, you mentioned Anthony Brown. I remember last week we were talking about Anthony yes. Brown getting uh, released by San Francisco before their Thursday and night game, re-signed. and he got re-signed the next day. Right. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So we might be seeing Anthony Brown next week when the Cowboys play the Niners. Right. Mm-hmm. So. All right. That. So question for you okay. guys is Cowboys coming off a loss. What do you think? What, what do you think's going through their brain right now? Savannah, what do you think? You know, I sat in on the press conference today with Mickey, and I feel like the emphasis that Coach McCarthy was trying to make was them developing their system to be better in the red zone. I think that they are focused on that at the current moment, making sure we are efficient in the red zone. You know, and it would certainly help if you can get, you know, you're not playing with three-fifths of backups on your offensive line once you get to the red zone. Um, as we talked about yesterday, the good thing is is they've gotten there more than any other team in the league 15 times. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the downside is you got to convert, and they haven't done that. But I think with if they can at least get two of those guys back, um, then you know I think you got a better chance to run the ball in the red zone. But what is the irony of that? That they struggled in the red zone getting into the end zone, and who should show up the next week? But Ezekiel Elliott. Uh -huh. <laughs> How does that happen? Of course. It's just amazing. And that was one of the things, Bill, you and I were harping on, even in training camp, about you know his ability. And I went back and looked at it. Twelve touchdowns. Ten of them uh, came in the, in, 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 the, in the red zone. Nine of them, nine of them were one-yard runs. One or No, there was a two-yard run and then eight one-yard runs for touchdowns. Just amazing how... They didn't have to push him in either. He ran in on his own. <laughs> we have a phone call if oh. we want to take it. Mickey, sure. permission? Make sure it's a good one. Okay. We're going to find out. We are going to find out. Pressure's on. Chris in San Angelo, Texas. Hello. Uh, good to talk to you. all hope you are all doing well. Hey, I was just uh, wondering, it's kind of an off-the-wall question. Whenever, with all the ex-cowboys that are... Um, in, in broadcasting and calling games with Romo, Aikman, Moose, et cetera, do y'all get to have much correspondence with them whenever they're, they make it into town? Oh, that is a good question. Hmm. Um, we will, I mean, Aikman lives here. Moose lives here. Romo lives here. Um, but when they come in to do their... Here's the difference. Interviews when, here. What, what uh, we used to have better access to them when they came in to do their pregame interviews right. and stuff than we do here at the Star. Because yeah, <laughs> just like we used to have better access to all the coaching staff. I was thinking about that today at Valley Ranch. Literally, uh, members of the media would walk down the hallways through the coaches' office area to get to the the Cowboys TV broadcast area. I was thinking about it today because uh, Mike McCarthy, uh, before uh, taping his show, Isaiah Stanback was in there. You know, Isaiah played uh, with the New England Patriots. Right. And so uh, I mentioned to McCarthy that uh, Isaiah and I were reminiscing about his time with the Patriots. He was in the same quarterback room. Bill O'Brien was the quarterback's coach. And Isaiah was actually playing quarterback and receiver for the Patriots with Tom Brady in there and so forth. And so McCarthy said, so were you there before they uh, uh, built? The, their new training center and so forth. And he said, yeah, it was before that. And he said, man, they got a nice training center. And, Bill, and McCarthy's talking about he's big on uh, the functionality of the workplace and so right. forth. And I was like, well, good thing you weren't here at Valley Ranch because you would have media members outside your office. Just a field day. Yeah, exactly. Well, I uh, think they finally cut that out the, the, the media members me, but there were media members like me who are also right. doing stuff for cowboys and, tv and, and i could walk through yeah there. right yeah so anyone who had any business with cowboys tv in the back it, you had to go through the hallway or you got to go through the hallway where the coaches <laughs> offices were and if uh you might uh, be able to eavesdrop on some conversations going on as you went there or we also shared the same restroom and so there are great opportunities in the restroom to find out the game plan for this week uh but to answer your but that gets back to your question 
when the, the network TV crews come in here, they are on the football side of the operation doing their uh, pregame interviews and stuff. Uh, so they're able to talk to coaches and players and stuff. Well, we don't see them because they're on the other side of the building, which might as well be a mile away. Right, Mickey? Um, <laughs> well, I can remember walking through those hallways and hoping that if I needed to talk to, like, a position coach – that they would see me walking by and say hi, which would be the opening to ask whatever question that's I right. had. That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, it could be off the record, and that's fine, but knowledge is golden. Uh, you don't always have to say who you got it for or quote them accurately. Just know what's right and what isn't. So, yeah, that was a, that was a different uh, day and time. You know, uh, heck, Bill, if you remember, um, I think until, gosh, uh, maybe the m- mid to late 90s, our media offices were right by the player entrance, and mm-hmm. they had to walk by us to come in and walk by us to leave. So, so we could you saw tell, Troy leaving for the day, you just caught him out of the corner of your eye, you could, you could follow him out to his truck. And if you had any question you wanted to clean up, and he would oblige too. Or Michael... Irvin would walk by and he'd see you in there and he'd come and sit in the chair because he wanted to BS, right? Those um, are such great days. And you can tell if somebody walked out with crutches uh-huh. or, or a, a, a boot on their foot, uh, you could see all that. So yeah, the inside scoop. Uh, yeah, well, it was ordinary that if Troy got banged up in a game on Sunday, Okay, this is the kind of access we had in the media back then. The players' parking lot. We parked in the players' parking lot. We had, I mean, we'd go park wherever you want to on the premises there at Valley Ranch. And so if Troy got banged up in a game on um, Sunday, we would be out there with a TV crew, <laughs> a TV camera in the parking lot waiting for Troy to arrive so that we could get footage of Troy limping into the practice facility that day. That's that's the kind of access that we had. And Troy was great, too. It, yeah. it wasn't like we were intruding on, in his you know personal space or anything. You know, it, it was just like, part of it. It's like a tough day at the office and got to get <laughs> got to get in here and get this rehab going you know yeah and unfortunately now to answer chris's question when those guys come in here for their uh, kind of pregame interviews with the coach and several players they do it over on the other side of right. the building uh where we wouldn't even know that they were there uh if it wasn't during uh, open locker room that's right yeah so yeah it's a little different by the way before we go to break here you mentioned david blau the quarterback who's sort of a journeyman now out of carrollton creek view who you, got released by arizona arizona that's right and it was interesting that you would mention him right after i mentioned christian gonzalez you know why that is interesting tell me because david blau is married to christian gonzalez's <laughs> Sister. What? Yes. <laughs> I think she, I knew that. Yes, I think you probably knew that, and that was where the connection first hit Uh-oh, for you. It wasn't okay. because of Carrollton Creekview High School, even though both that attended right. there before Gonzalez transferred to the colony. Uh, but Christian Gonzalez's sister is, was an Olympic sprinter for their native country, Colombia. She's a Colombian-American. And you recall in the Olympics yeah, when he, he was, was with Detroit. Right. That was part of uh, the— During the Olympics, the Lions team, they were all watching her, cheering her on in the Olympics. Well, that was part of when they were on 
Yeah, probably on uh, hard knocks. Hard knocks, maybe. Yeah. right? And so maybe that so. was an episode. Yeah. yeah. So that that oh, was why you okay. thought of yes, David. Yes. Yeah. That was why you thought of David Blau as I was talking about <laughs> Christian Gonzalez. I just had to connect the dots. What there. a small world. I would have brought it up at the time that you mentioned it. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure that I was right, so I had to double-check first. Okay, uh, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back to mixed shots. Let's play in this game. There's a position for everyone. No matter who you are, flag is your chance to run, throw, jump, and fly. This is your chance to get involved in the action and join the flag football movement. Learn more and find a league at NFLflag.com. All right, very good. Mickey, would you have played flag football back in your day? Now, you played, you played center on your football team, right? Some guard. Team. Oh, guard, yeah. Oh, I was on the team. I didn't play. <laughs> they gave me a flag unit. football. Would have, if there was flag football back in the day, you would have intramural at, at Missouri? Missouri. Yeah, I played intramurals. Yeah, in they, that's flag football. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Middle linebacker. You did? Yeah. Because how'd was y'all do? Very quick. Yeah. Uh, we made the playoffs. Okay. 
As a matter of fact, since you asked... Was this your dorm team? My sophomore year, our <laughs> dorm floor won the all-around dorm intramural title. They kept points for everything you did. Mm -hmm. And I was the captain of the floor, by the way. I bet you were. Did you get any any type of trophy we got a at the end? A plaque. You got a plaque. And it's still up in the hallway at on the dorm? Bates floor in Defoe, <laughs> Defoe Hall. <laughs> Some reason I don't think, Mickey doesn't seem like the type that would be in a fraternity in college. No, you weren't a frat rat, no, right? No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't have made it uh, one day in Rush, I guarantee you. Or hazing well, that, or whatever the, it was. The, well, I don't think you would have made it in Rush. <laughs> no one would have extended an offer to you. How they and tried, I don't think you would have made it through hazing either. They, they tried that. <laughs> they tried that our freshman. Boy, you would have been the prime guy there hazing, though. I tell you that much. They tried that our <laughs> freshman year in the dorm, and uh -huh. um, we had an incident, and we made sure we had retribution for the incident. <laughs> oh boy. We were no freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. All right. Um, the uh, Patriots coming in here, their offense has struggled uh, this year. The quality of the opposition has been strong with Philadelphia and Miami the first two weeks. Right. And the Jets' defense last week. But they're trying to figure out how to get things untracked offensively. And especially the passing game. Yes. I think That's that right. was been the mm -hmm. uh, the huge concern. Because Bill O'Brien coming in there, that was supposed to turn things around with Mac Jones. Well, they've the scored passing offense. 20, 17, and 15. And if I remember correctly, but I'll double check it real quick in the NFL stats, their passing offense has been average. They're actually, no, they're, they're 11th ranked in yards gained passing, which is weird because the story I'm I saw. I'm thinking maybe they get a lot of yards between the 20s. The 20s. And they have some red zone issues. Yeah. Um, they were 32nd in the league in red zone offense last year, by the way. Uh, oh, they couldn't run it in. Well, now they got Zeke, so and they now don't they have to worry about that. Up. Which, by the way, uh, I didn't get to hear the whole uh, conference call with Zeke yesterday. Mm -hmm. he, he was pretty good, as, as usual, right, yeah. talking about it's be a little emotional coming back, and uh, he couldn't wait to be in front of the fans and talked about his days with the Salvation Army and helping uh, Did he ask if, the, if they've already set up Cliff. the red kettles yet? Yeah, no, he knew that wasn't, that wasn't there. But wouldn't that be something if, a, if an opposing player jumped into the red kettle? It would be, yes, something you don't want to have happen. He would be the one to do it, by the way. Uh, but yeah, it was good. He he talked about you know it didn't sound like there was any animosity or you know he understood the business of the whole deal and you know he got picked up. I think it was I think I looked it up August sixteenth, so probably right at the end of training camp when they signed him. And I would imagine they give him a little bit of a load uh, to uh, go with uh, Stevenson, right? Well, he's gotten a little bit of a, more of a load as we've gone along here. And as you mentioned, coming into camp mid-August, ramp-up period, and right. Ramondre Stevenson coming off a 1,000-yard season, averaging five yards a carry last year. And Ramondre is at 2.9 yards a carry this year. And uh, Zeke had seven carries, five receptions in their opener against Philadelphia. Also had a costly fumble that led to points for Philadelphia in the first quarter of that game. And then against the uh, Dolphins, he just had five carries. And then against the Jets, he had 16 carries for 80 yards plus a catch. And so he's at 
122 yards on 28 carries through the first three games, which uh, which kind of mirrors what Pollard did in one game against Arizona on Sunday. He had 122 on 23 carries, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's been uh, kind of a rare occurrence to have uh, a prominent former player come back or at least play against the Cowboys again. I started looking at it, and I saw a couple off the top of my head, Terrence Newman, after the Cowboys released him, he ended up playing against the Cowboys with Cincinnati and then Minnesota. Uh, DeMarco Murray ended up playing against the Cowboys uh, with Philly? Uh, Philly. And then he went to Tennessee, I believe. Uh, and, of course, Emmett Smith came back with the Arizona Cardinals. Remember he got hurt? They, uh, I forgot who hit him. Somebody hit him. Almost. And he broke a bone in his scapula or something like that. Almost 20 years ago to the day of Zeke's return. Now, Zeke, it'll be October 1st. For Emmett. Emmett, it was October 5th, 2003. Right. And uh, 24-7 Cowboys win. Did you happen to look up the stats for Emmett in that game? Well, he got hurt. So but, okay, he, before he, he got hurt, oh, did you happen to look at No, his I stats? didn't. Like what he added to his Six, NFL leading rushing well, title? He did not add. <laughs> he did not? He did not add to his rushing title that day. He had six. Not ca- that day. No, he didn't. He had he, he subtracted from it. Right. He had <laughs> minus one yard on six carries, and he had uh, two receptions for two yards in a 24-7 loss. And but said, prior to that, I think he had some yardage probably. Playing for the Cardinals. He, uh, it was not not much, not much. Okay. And then he did come back late in the season, and not much late in the season either. He wound up that season with 256 yards, averaging 2.8 yards a carry. Well, that's 256 more than somebody else is going to have to overcome, right? No, that's true. Added, now, did add to his total for the year. and for Zeke, they will have, um, I'm told, a video tribute. Uh, so before, that is what uh, Jerry game. was alluding to yeah. when he was yeah. asked about it. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it was obvious, right? right. They, they were going to do that. I don't think it was a, a huge secret or anything. Do you remember what they did for Emmett? I do not. I don't either. So, but it was 20 years How ago. How many years ago did you say it was, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. There are so many games, right? Yeah, that's right. Um the other thing, though, when you look at the Patriots' rushing offense, which has been their strength, um, you've seen the stat totals from that Arizona game and the amount of yards that the Cardinals got outside the tackles for, yes. as uh, compared to within the tackles. Um, Zeke is not the type to go outside. Ramondre Stevenson is more of a between-the-tackles runner as well. You would think things set up a little bit better to stop the run against the Patriots than it did against the Cardinals team, which features a quarterback that can run that zone read. Well, the the amazing thing is Stevenson is only averaging 2.9 yards a carry, while Zeke's averaging 4.4 4 and Mac Jones 4.8. I didn't want to so see Mac another Jones is quarterback there. come back in here and run against the uh, I don't think he's a threat. Cowboys. So yesterday when we talked about Zeke coming back and mm-hmm. we're thankful that the red kettle was not out there. Fun yep. fact, but uh, Seattle corner Justin Coleman jumped into the red kettle in 2017 at AT&T Stadium after an interception. Oh, that's so, right. So although we don't have the red kettle out. That's not a fun out, fact. That is not a fun fact. <laughs> it's an interesting one. 
That's a fun fact. But so That's Zeke good. wouldn't be the only one if it were out there, but it's not out there. So it's not going to happen on Sunday. Zeke ran for the yards he ran in, in what we remember about him has not so much to do with him running the football as it's jumping in the kettle or it's the feed me just being know, a, a, just uh-huh. being Zeke the locker room clown you know and that's what you know they they uh I can't remember who said it it's like yeah his name comes up all the time and it's usually something to laugh about like mm-hmm. in the locker room right he's always doing something Michael Gallup was uh talking a lot about how uh Zeke took him under his wing as a rookie and and would invite him out to the house or invite him to go out to dinner and just kind of show him the ropes. So, uh, you know, I think because of when he got here and that second year uh, legal stuff, I think people got a, you know, a different perception of who Zeke was or who he really was. Uh, because towards the end, he really loosened up and started doing stuff in the community. And he was a, and, and, and McCarthy said it, he was a great locker room presence uh, for the Cowboys. So if uh, Micah tackles Zeke, does he do the feed, feed the lion? <laughs> That'll be a good one. And, 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 and Micah said, uh, he said, I can't wait. So it'll it'll be it'll be a good meeting and i'm sure hopefully they don't fake it to him because parsons wants us so badly tackle zeke that he never got a chance to do it that the quarterback pulls it down and runs around the edge for i don't 44 think yards. running as far as he ain't Joshua going Dobbs 44 yards yeah. Yeah. they won't have to have deron bland chase him down to save the t- actually he saved the touchdown and they turned that possession into three points Yep. Instead of a touchdown. That was a four-point play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be fun uh, on Sunday. Just uh, uh, And the thing with Zeke, he's get, uh, he has that sort of a mischievous yeah. personality about yes. him. You know? Absolutely. And I do think that the big contract is another thing that uh, worked against him as far as the perception of him among some uh, fans out there that oh, they're spending so much money on a right. running back. If he didn't have the big contract, ten point nine million base. Mm-hmm, that uh, you know, it, when his production did go down, there wouldn't be as much as as much negativity. But just that. remember, by releasing him, they are still like five million dollars against the salary cap this year, and I think it's eight next year. He so. counts more against the Cowboys cap this yes. year than the Patriots cap. Absolutely. So, unless he. I guess hits all his incentives or something. Maybe it'll go up, but because yeah. he had a four million dollar base, because we were talking about two, you know, two and in incentives, like, and I think like they, if the Cowboys were yeah. interested in, and, and, and I've got it down as a one year three million plus okay. plus three million in incentives. Yeah. So if he hit all yeah. his incentives, it'd then it'd be a little over what the Cowboys yeah. charge yeah. is. Absolutely. Okay, Savannah, you ready for your picks tomorrow? you got to be ready for them. I'm ready. Tomorrow's Friday. It's a fabulous football Friday. This is where we make our picks, our picks to click. You can come in here with yeah. a score and the that's player right. you think is going to be the homework standout. homework assignment. And the, the pod pick, too? We and, doing and that? And we got a pod, pod pick, pick too. We, and we don't know what that – that's a – Well, she did it last that's, No, but that's week. like a pop quiz, the pod pick. We don't know until – Well, that's a last-minute We one. don't. We don't know until the producer supreme tells us in our ear that, okay, your <laughs> pod pick is this. So be prepared. It could be anything. 
All right, so that does it for a Thursday edition of uh, Mix Shots. Thanks to all of you for joining us today, and we will chat at you again tomorrow at high noon. Go Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-